Every leader has problems. Increasing your leadership intensity won't fix them in a healthy way. You need an increase of clarity. From starting businesses, leading multiple nonprofit organizations, both large and small, and a full family life, Dr. Chris McAllister learned how to shift his thinking to thrive. He will help you order your internal world so you can lead your external world. Welcome to the Site Shift Lead Podcast with Chris McAllister. Sometimes when people talk about their career journeys, I feel something come over me that says, why can't, why couldn't I have done it like they did? And I I start to feel like I suck. I start to feel shame. I feel bad about who I am. Uh, Maybe I've made some irreconcilable choices. Uh, Maybe for some of you, you'll hear the entrepreneurial uh, storyline and go, ah, I suck because I'm in a cubicle or because I'm in a layered organization with lots of bureaucracy. And if there was something better about me, I would take this uh, different path. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't matter where you are. If you have a vision and a desire for something different, the way to make that change and to get after it is not to shame yourself into that change. It's not to motivate yourself by saying, gosh, why can't I do this better? Why do I suck so bad? I wish that uh, I would have made that choice different. You are where you are now, and you want to learn from that and learn from those choices. But just be aware of that because if you're not, then you're going to force yourself into conforming to somebody else's path. And the beauty of it is you get to write yourself a permission slip and take the path that you, uh, that's unfolding before you. All you can do is show up fully engaged in this step and then take the next step as it unfolds before you. Now, some of you may have to walk through some pain and grieve some stuff that you falsely believe about who you are because that will block up your career mojo like crazy. And so go back and listen to the first 12 episodes. I'll walk you through a process on how to do this. But when you know you're secure in who you are and you don't feel shame because of your story being different from someone else's, then you can be resilient in what you do. You can be unstoppable, really, because whether it's the craziness of being on the edge of devastating failure or the euphoric winds, you know you're not defined by what's happening. You get to keep going. Um, So you don't have to follow that pre-configured path. I had a a question this past week about what I thought about personality tests and MBTI, Myers-Briggs, Type Indicator, StrengthsFinder, and all that. And I think those are great tools to help you understand what you do. When I take the Myers-Briggs and I'm like, yep, that's me. I'm an ENTJ, INTJ, depending on the day. I'm kind of like 50-50 EI. Uh, Strengths finder. I remember my top four, future focus, strategic achiever. When I read those things, I'm like, yep, that's me. The problem with that is I can run in those strengths, future focus, strategic achiever, and be a jerk to work for because I'm, I'm managing uh, in an uptight way and I want them to match my intensity rather than be who they are. You know, an insecure leader will say basically by their actions, if you don't meet me the way that I'm meeting you, if you don't cause your personality to melt, uh, to mold around my personality, then I think you're not all in. And I used to think like that and I don't anymore. And so Uh, those things are helpful to tell me what I do. But if that's all I know, 
then in my own uh, weaknesses, even as I do my strengths, future focus, strategic achiever, whatever, the NTJ, I become my own worst enemy. I commit self-sabotaging behavior. I am not the attuned, empathetic leader that I want to be. Uh, at home, I mean, if I just ran in those strengths at home, I would constantly be pushing the people I love away from me. As my daughters, three of them now, are in this preteen space, I pretty much don't need a lot of my strengths uh, to relate to them. So I have to learn just to be human, just to be with them. Um, and there's a ton more I could say about all that. But for me, the sight shift process is about getting underneath that so that we can get into the why you do what you do, not just what you do, and how to go about getting the results that you want to see happen. So a lot of uh, indicators tell you what you do, but they don't get into the how or, or the why you're doing it and then how to change to get those results. So we go to the deep level of identity because that's where that change happens. And, you know, these things, these personality tests can be used as a way to you know, again, this is your path. This is what you've got to do. Shame, shame, shame. So for a unique uh, kind of podcast today, I'm trying something. I wanted to share a little bit of that with you. And then I've got an interview with a friend of mine who has, uh, we met online and uh, reached out to each other and talked about Sight Shift. And there's a cool story there. Uh, just about in his life that I think can give you some freedom. So I want you to hear some of that. His name's Josh Collins. Josh, we're so glad to have you on the podcast. So Josh, thanks for being here, man. Glad to have you on the program. Glad to be here, Chris, man. I really appreciate it. Well, tell us about what you do right now, because this podcast is all about doing before being. We want you to build who you are around what you do. <laughs> and all our listeners are going, no. Uh, but, no! Get, but we want this introduction to you because I think it's pretty interesting and it's going to fit with what we were just talking about. No shame in our transitions and in our career. So tell me what uh, you're doing right now as a job. Well, right now I steward a brand called Visit Franklin. So, and basically that means everything online, digital communications, it's for the city of Franklin, Tennessee, which is just south of Nashville. And anybody that, you know, may pay attention uh, probably knows Nashville, probably has heard of Nashville. Nashville's riding a major wave. So Franklin being just a southern community of that, uh, we're benefiting a lot from that. So Franklin is buzzing, tons of activity, and I kind of manage the digital communications for that. I kind of uh, get to connect with people, people looking to move here, people looking to come and just visit, spend, you know, vacation or whatever. And so I'm, I'm constantly connecting with uh, with thousands of people online, digitally through social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all these kinds of things, and, and email uh, as well. So that's the that's the what pays the bills. That's keeping the lights on, and it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, man, well, it's so cool because this is a job that wouldn't even exist, you know, uh, just not too many years ago, and now such a critical aspect. So when you and I first connected. Uh, and I just shared this with the listeners. It was a conversation about really uh, like a career move. That's when we first started uh, talking. And you had just come out of a career. What was that? Well, I worked in the music business. So, I've, you know, I've been fortunate. I grew up in Middle Tennessee. And um, I've been around live entertainment and music and, uh, you know, live live events, these kinds of things all my life. I've, uh, my family has, has been around with it. And so in one shape or form, uh, I've been surrounded by those that have entertained us uh, for, for years and, and for, 
you know, the greater part of my adult life so far uh, was all over the world. I, I worked with, uh, you know, greats like Stevie Wonder, John legend of course anybody watches the fallon show i've toured with the roots for numerous years worked with them Babyface, of course uh, acts like michael w smith as well and others and country acts and tons and tons and tons and just all over the world and but really kind of uh almost really hit a wall almost lost my family because of that and and realized gosh this this isn't working this this isn't working anymore and so something needs to change and uh, began you know pursuing that shift began shifting into what would it look like to uh, to use my gifts and my talents in a way that well one I could be be home and and love and support the people that matter most and that was my family so wow so was it the travel schedule that caused that uh, fracturing to start to occur? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, it's, I look at it like an identity fracture. Um, you know, I think that was so much of, of our connection and, and, and especially initially it was like, it's just so easy to, to earn uh, your identity or to think that you're earning your identity through your work. And so for me, um, you know, that, that was a struggle and, and I literally would do anything. I would do anything that it took to uh, maintain or possess that sense of identity at least for an afternoon or at least for an evening um, and and ultimately making sacrifices and choosing and, and, and making decisions which were devastating decisions. Uh, so, you know, it was kind of a perfect storm. You know, it was kind of all of that happening at the same time while also awakening to this idea that this isn't as it should be. Um, this, th- there is more, th- this isn't, this is the way that, um, I was created, uh, to live in, in, in rhythm with life. So I, I think through that then just kind of began processing and trying to, to find better filters to interpret, to interpret not only my identity, but my world as well. Dude, that's so insightful. I love the way that you phrased that because I think for so many of us, it's so tempting, compelling, uh, draws us to have a moment where we feel alive in what we do, but because we're building who we are around that, that we actually start to erode from within. And uh, I like that phrase, identity fracture. Things start to come apart at the seams. And um, yeah, so you made some big, bold decisions, and then everything uh, was just easy, and the sun was shining on oh, you, yeah. and the flowers bloomed. Tell me about what happened oh, after that decision. Yeah, a lot. I mean, lots of unicorns and jazz hands, and, you know, <laughs> it's uh, really fantastic stuff. No, actually, quite the opposite. You know, it, it's funny because I have a friend now who have kind of transitioned in similar ways in town and we gather we'll, we'll sit around uh, a cup of coffee and go those were some of the toughest years we went through right? i mean transitioning from uh being somebody that uh, that people thought were cool because you're on one side of the stage uh but all all that they knew really right uh what was going on behind the scenes right but so transitioning from things looking one way to things looking another way uh, moving from unhealthy patterns and rhythms of life to healthier patterns and rhythms of life is tough. Those were, I really do think those were the, some of the three hardest years of my life so far. Um, coming clean in a lot of ways to truth, uh, coming clean to and owning destructive patterns of behavior and, and just going through a process of recentering my life on things that matter 
mm. um, and, and interpreting the world uh, in a way that didn't leave me feeling like literally I could fall apart at any minute. Mm. Mm. I love that phrase, uh, interpreting the world like I couldn't fall apart at any minute. Because that's people are hanging on that edge. They're numbing out. Uh, what were some things that you had to unlearn in that hardship? Well, I think the biggest one is that I am not my work. Mm. I am not the sum total of my performance. Um, that actually there's something that supersedes that, that, um, that presupposes that what I do, right? So there, there literally is a complete separation. So now, now I can literally wake up and go, um, I know, I know clearly what my mission is. I know clearly who I am. Uh, of course, this isn't the this isn't a before and after story. This is a journey, right? So, I mean, the reality is 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 there's tensions and there's there's pressures and there's uh, constant pulls in different directions. But uh, luckily, I'm, I'm much farther down the road today than I was, you know, years ago. And so now I can go, you know what? Regardless of what my doing may uh, be may particularly look like in, in any given season, uh, my mission remains the same. Who I am remains the same. Um, I'm very much called to lead my community, serve my community, love my community. I'm very much called to uh, inspire and speak life and truth and to encourage and to uh, look for those maybe uh, beyond me and help pull them up and look for those farther along than me and, and, and seek wisdom from them. So it's, it's a much healthier way of living that separates uh, these two ideas that who Josh is uh, is what he does and what he how he benefits those around him. Um, that's 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 a it's just a huge shift. That is such a crucial shift. And it's funny now because I look at the world, uh, especially in marketing, communication, social media, thought leadership in these places, um, and there's a massive divide and disconnect to how we interact with one another in, in real life, sitting across the table at a coffee shop, and how we will attempt to project ourselves online. Mm. Uh, but yet at the same time, it conflicts and it crashes against the idea that, it, that there are those who would live in isolation, but yet be far more open and available and authentic online than they would be in real life. So there's a real dichotomy happening all around around this. We're all asking the same questions. We're all struggling with the same ideas. Um, and and it, it's just beautiful to, to wake up uh, with a better filter and go, that thing, uh, that idea that I am only what I can do for other people, or I am only how well I perform, uh, isn't the reality. Isn't the truest story being told about me? Mm. That's a it's such a core, core shift, uh, I believe, to being to being healthy. How do you think that's played into the success of how you've been telling the story of Franklin? As you're charged to do that uh, yeah. through all these places where it can get so confusing. Yeah, how has that idea helped make that happen? Well, there's, there's a couple of big ways. You know, um, I, I think a cool thing is I'm able to say that in a year and a half of having this role, I've grown the Visit Franklin brand over 1,800%. So that's just explosive growth. I've taken us from being somebody who is uh, moderately known to now being a heavy influencer in the community. So that's awesome, right? And, and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's clap our hands. Sound effects coming in. Boom, cool, whatever. But 
there's some real things to grab onto there and and key shifts were because we're we're we shifted our messaging we shifted how we would communicate and relate to the community so rather than trying to just get things from people like most people do online. Most people uh, operate in a way online in which they just look to get something. Click my link, come buy my book, come uh, do this, do that, whatever. Uh, and we, we just flipped that script and said, I want to lift up everybody around me. There are great stories being told all around me, and I want to create a platform that gives the spotlight on them and lets the larger world see this great story being played out in front of all of us. And it's a really magical thing that's happened. So the more we've acted like real human beings, we've uh, communicated with personality, with uh, all of, with, with being messes as well. I mean, it's so funny. I'll make a typo every now and then online. And, and sometimes people, you know, grammar police will come after me. And it's like, it's just funny, you know, because I'm human and we're all human. Why would we act like we're anything other than that? Um, why would we... Why would we want to just execute in a way that's programmatic or robotic or, or anything like that? So um, those are some key shifts that, that we've made as a brand that has resulted in some really, really amazing fruit uh, in the last 18 months. So that, that's been, that's been a, a huge shift for us. Yeah. Well, man, it's so inspiring to hear that. And I want to talk about that being human thing uh, in just a second. But I know that this passion for the work that you're doing now, it's expanded because you want to help others do what you've done in Franklin. And so you've put together this conference that I'm excited about. So tell us about this uh, conference that's coming up and what, what's happening with that. Yeah, you know, the cool thing is even even all the years when I spent, you know, in front of an audience of, of 30,000 and Stevie Wonder's on the stage and, and, and you got, you know, this huge massive hit, isn't she lovely, right? And you hear that, everyone, now that I just said that, everybody's got that melody in their head. That's how ubiquitous, you know, of a talent Stevie Wonder is, right? But so I'm sitting there and I, I'm mixing Stevie Wonder and I'm, um, I'm, I'm sitting there going, gosh, we have all been created the same way. We have all been designed uh, to connect in relationship and to be uh, our true selves with one another. I see this played out for years, uh, helping artists uh, by producing shows or uh, tours or whatever, helping them connect with these audiences. That's just always been the lens of the world, you know, that I've had in one shape or, or another. And so now I get to do the same thing. It's just online. It's through social media. It's through digital marketing. It's through things like this. And so, so you know, I created this event called Connect, um, and, and it's in Franklin, Tennessee. It's July 8th and 9th. Uh, of course, super excited to have you come, Chris, and be a part of that. I think it's going to be a really powerful event. And, uh, you know, it's a digital event, and it's our theme this year is being human in a connected world. And I like to use this example. There's a, there's a picture. You can find it online. It's of St. Peter's Square, uh, and it's in 2003, and there's not a smartphone in the audience. It's just a packed, you know, thousands of people. And then uh, contrast that to 2013, every single person has a smartphone in the air, a tablet, something, and you see LED everywhere. And so seeing those in contrast, it's like, wow, that's the truer story of our world. We are far more connected with one another than we've ever been before. So the opportunity that gives us to, uh, to connect, engage, build relationships, uh, create, you know, great causes about things that matter, sell products that really do truly enrich our lives and, 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 and work to the common good of all of us, right? These, these things are great opportunities um, that we all have now because of technology. Uh, the key is, just like anything else, I think um, 
you, you because most of us are all struggling trying to understand how to to live and operate uh, online in a healthy way. It's kind of like the waters get muddied a little bit. It's like seeing a cool pond and then getting it stirred up, and all of a sudden it's cloudy anymore. You know, it's no longer crystal clear and. Uh, and you see that uh, with social media a lot. I think you know you see everybody's talking about how do you advertise online, how do you market, how do you sell, how do you turn it from a informational or a conversation to a transaction. You know, I mean, you think about going to your mailbox. How much are you going to your mailbox now and getting a letter from a friend? I don't know. We go to our mailbox and we get people who are expecting us to complete the transaction with them. That's you know that's kind of a micro. Uh, picture of of the way just we've we've evolved. Uh, so this event is is how do we how do we not uh, learn how to do new things or it's not a how to. I love how Brene Brown says you know how tos don't work. If if, if how to fixed everything, then there's none of us at all that would be struggling because there is plenty of how to out there. Mm. So this isn't. A how-to event. This isn't a bootstrapping. Hey, you can do it, guys. Keep going. Uh, this is this is like how do we have conversations about returning to what it means to be uh, truly authentic human beings? What does it mean to share stories that matter? To connect with another individual, just as we would connect over coffee, um, we can do that online. We can create we can create those kind of connections online, and and that's what that's what we're, we'll talk about to connect. You know, it's not just. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and, and these sorts of things. But, gosh, how do we, how do I as a real estate agent, for example, right? How do I as a real estate agent um, online introduce and connect with possible future uh, sellers and buyers in a way that's authentic, in a way that builds trust, uh, in a way that truly connects and doesn't just look to rip people off or get something from somebody? How do I give to the community? How do I... How do I participate and collaborate with the conversation, not forcing it in the direction I want it to go? Mm. So, I mean, that's probably a long-winded, a long-winded answer for you, but you know, it's it's something I'm passionate about because I'd love to. There's two words that have come up, I think, too. It's digital citizenship and a digital world. So, a digital citizen meaning digital citizenship meaning how do I operate and participate online that isn't looking to just rip my neighbor off. But it's actually looking to build into uh, and collaborate with. Those are those are some key things I think that I've been really attached to over the last few years, and and excited to to expound on with with yourself and others that that are coming to Franklin on in, in July. So super cool, man. I, I well for me, what excited me about being a part of it is this idea that you know it's not about the projecting or the posing it's about being human and some people need help on what it means to be human and then there's the yeah. help on what it means to be human connecting online but either way it captures this reality uh you know i see it with my preteen daughters growing up in a space where the ad speak is constant uh if if it's not breaking through in something that has that human element uh, whatever that is. I mean, it could be just something falling apart, something insane, something hilarious, something very touching. Uh, it's, it's disregarded so fast. And I still see people, you know, online 
trying to constantly tell me what I have to pay attention to, not invite me into something. And, yeah. Uh, super, super cool. Well, man, I, uh, I had you on the podcast because I believe in you. I believe in the alignment of what you're doing with this conference and uh, super generous of you. For those that are listening, uh, it's www.connect, K-I-N-E-K-T dot TV. And there's a promo code there, Site Shift. You type that in. Uh, love to have you join us in Nashville. Josh, how could folks connect with you online if they want to learn more about this? Yeah, connect uh, at connected, K-I-N-E-K-T-E-D on Instagram, Twitter, uh, as well as myself, 6steps268, that's S-I-X-S-T-E-P-S-268, the number's 268 there on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. And you know, would love to have anyone, and again, that, that coupon code there would work. Uh, registration is live, and now early registration uh, will be expiring soon, but that coupon code will, will save you 10% off, and that'll be fantastic and would love to have any and everyone uh, who, who's interested in this and, and would want to possibly even bring their teams, uh, you know, perhaps their communication teams, marketing team, sales team, um, anything like that. Would be, we'd love to have you. Rock and roll, man. Well, as we close down, what would you give everyone uh, just as a gift to remind them what it means to be human or to encourage them in that today? Uh, that's a great question. I think it's, it's, think about this, you know, it's almost like a close your eyes and think about what is it feel like uh, to sit with another human being, have them reach across, touch you on the shoulder, perhaps shake your hand and be like, man, it is really good to see you. To have that feeling of being seen, being known, being welcomed into a common space. Uh, that's what we can do digitally online. That same thing can happen. And uh, just encourage everyone to think and frame, frame that up the next time they're, 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 they're looking to engage with, uh, with one another online. So. I love That's it, good. man. I love it. I'm picturing a GIF where there's a hand hug. You know, yeah. dude, I love oh, that. Yes. You can just communicate. We need to do an emoji. <laughs> we need to do a custom emoji there, the hand hug. That's awesome. And we also need to drop uh, Shia LaBeouf's new thing in there, too. You can oh, do it. Totally. You can do it. Oh, I dude, love it. Love thanks it. for being on today, guys. Thanks for listening. Glad to have you along uh, on the podcast. Have an excellent rest of the day. Peace. This has been The Sight Shift, lead podcast with Chris McAllister. Thank you for listening.